0: Can you believe it, Miss Capow? It's been one week since our last Ezra show, and now we're doing another one. Wow.
1: Well, time goes by fast.
0: It does, when you're having fun.
1: Mm-hmm. And today's date is June 10th, 2019. Yeah. yeah. June yep. 10th. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. You know what that means in numerology? No. It means it's the 10th of June. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. That,
0: that's how deep I am. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's... Uh, Shut Up Brother Kapow's Nonsense and get on with the continuation of our uh, Book of Ezra. Four Ezra. Really cool. Or some call it Second Ezra's. Anyway, it's the apocryphal book, Fourth Ezra. We've been in it for a while. And uh, we're still in Chapter 7 because it's so meaty. There's so much there Mm -hmm. that uh, we're just kind of dissecting as you go. And uh, like I've said before, if you listened before, I, I certainly don't claim to know this this book um, in and out. I'm not being dogmatic about a lot of things. I do find, I find it a blessing that it coincides so well with scripture that we have and verifies uh, the son of God mm-hmm. It verifies uh, the resurrection and the Lord's day and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I, it's a real blessing. There are things in there that I I don't know. And so I am uh, doing the best I can to try to allow the spirit uh, to teach me on these things. Mm-hmm. But some some of these things are a little, little hard. And, um, and there could be various reasons for it. You know, one, one of the things is, like I said before, it's not like, I have a commentary in front of me or I have a strong concordance in front of me on this book or anything like that. I'm just reading the words that were translated. Um, you know, I don't know anything about the translations, copying errors, things like that. So, you know, you're keeping all that in mind. But what I can say is that the spirit behind it, what it's what it's showing, what it's teaching and revealing, I honestly believe they're the words of God because they coincide so well with our scripture and they they uplift and edify, uh, in my opinion, what, what we have. So we're gonna continue. Last week, we had talked about uh, three prophecies that the ancient Jews knew. And that was the... Uh, you know those in the four hundred year intertestamental period gathering together around Messiah and uh, those who discovered Messiah and his coming. I'm talking about the Essenes, you know these these kind of uh, what they call the religious sects, but the Essenes and you know the Maccabees and you know all that all those things that are written in the intertestamental period where they discovered. Uh, and really knew and expected the Messiah, and for four hundred years, and here comes John the Baptist on the scene, and says, "Behold,
2: mm. look,
0: there's the Lamb of God, the first prophet in four hundred years." And it was a huge, huge thing. And here comes Jesus on scene, and mm. he's the Messiah. And that was the first prophecy. The second, the second thing they knew was that the Messiah was going to die. And we talked about this last week, and it was. You know why Jesus always was so always surprised that they didn't know that they couldn't comprehend that the Son of Man had to be given up and uh, be crucified, that, that to fulfill those things that were written about Him and the book this book here Fourth Ezra is one of those books that were written about Him,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, and then the other thing is that all humanity would die, and uh, and I think you know, we all know that biblically that there is. Um, going to be an end of time and an end of this this prison planet we're on this uh, this matrix that was created by Satan and Lucifer as far as society goes and culture and things like that. And there's going to be into it at some point. And uh, you know, so the the ancient Jews knew once Messiah came on scene and once he died, they would be in those last days. And, and here you have the immediacy of the scriptures to always watch and pray and take heed that he can come at any moment
2: mm-hmm. because
0: he can because he can because now you're in that very last throes there's nothing else to happen but the destruction of humanity
2: right. you know
0: so anyway here we are today and uh, you know it appears obviously closer than ever you know when you look around about the destruction of humanity i don't think um God's going to give His glory to a nuclear bomb or to you know World War Three or anything like that. Even though those things might be part of the decline, uh, it seems to me from reading Enoch, Jubilees, and you know ancient books, you know biblical accounts that the the judgment's going to come from heaven. It, it sounds to me like the sky literally falls. Yeah, <laughs> you know um, that it's a cosmological event. You know I could be wrong, I can't be dogmatic about it, but I don't think God will give his glory to uh you know Russia or iran or china u s a anything like that <clears throat> so anyway um now Ms. Kapow, are mm-hmm. we are we going to see god's wrath? no, no, we Praise are not Lord. appointed to wrath are we appointed? Do we have to go through do we experience great tribulation? Yes. Yes, testing and trials and the proving ground for God's children is part of us being born into this prison. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we're born into. We don't become Christians and then everything's just hokey dokey and we never have a bit of problems. If that's the case, you're not born again. Being really born again and really following God is a constant you're it's a constant war against your flesh and the spirit. Mm-hmm. Paul wrote about this a lot. It's a constant battle. And that battle, that constant war between our fleshly nature and the spirit of christ living in us now produces this tribulation it produces this great tribulation down here it produces the great proving and testing of our metal that's why paul says fight the good fight amen
2: right yes, he doesn't
0: yes, yes. he doesn't just beat against the air he doesn't just shadow box you know he's he fight run the race it is something that has to be obtained and strived for. You have to overcome the world, and you overcome through the blood of the Lamb and through your testimony. Mm-hmm. What have you been through? If you've never been through anything, then you're not being tested, and you're not born again. It's That's the way it is. Christianity, real Christianity, is a testing ground. Yes, it is. And... So we know that in those last days that um, certain things were going to happen. You know, And that's part of it. The, the Messiah would die and then humanity would be uh, wiped out. And we, as Christians, when that, that day of the Lord comes and wrath is revealed, we won't be here. Thank
1: you,
0: Lord. You're not, you're not appointed to wrath. So don't get all nutted up about wrath, we're not appointed to wrath in any stretch of the imagination. If we were appointed to God's wrath, there would be no need for Christ to redeem us. What is he redeeming us from? His wrath. His wrath, yeah. So we're not appointed to wrath. You're gonna go through trials and tribulations and proving grounds, great trials, great temptations. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to go through that. You have to go through that. He chastises those who he loves. And if he loves you as a son and as a daughter, you're also an heir to his kingdom. Well, there's no wicked or sorcery or liars or anything that are coming into his kingdom. He's making sure that your garments are white. That's right. It's for your benefit. It's hard it's not easy that's why Christ says pick up your cross and follow me that's real Christianity folks it is it's not happy clappy jingle jangle oh look at the shiny stuff as you're laying in the crib you know sucking on the milk of the word that's not what it's about time to man up grow up woman up get mature look at the deeper things of God have eternal mind it's all about eternity it's not about down here this is just a proving ground. All right? So we're not going to experience the wrath. But today we're going to talk about judgment. We're going to talk about the judgment. We're not experiencing the wrath of God. Mm-mm. Okay?
2: Amen.
0: We will be judged by for our works, our deeds, our words. Okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're not going to experience the wrath of God if you're born again, washed in in the blood of the Lamb. That's right. Don't let the devil lie to you.
1: Amen. He's a liar. (laughs)
0: He's a liar. He's a stinking, rotten liar, and there's no good in Satan and Lucifer or anything that has to do with him. There is no truth in him. Mm -mm. All right? So I'm going to start this out. We're going to read... from, I have no idea.
1: It's uh thirty three.
0: I wish I knew, but 30, I'm totally lost as I'm looking at my
1: computer screen. Thirty three, verse
0: thirty three. Thirty isn't that a Masonic number? I can't read it. Okay, thank you, Miss Capel. Mm-hmm. So last week, that's what we talked about. So that brings us up to here, and we stopped at the resurrection. Last week we talked about the three prophecies that ancient Israel knew: Messiah would die. He'd be revealed, number one. Number two, he would die. The third one is everybody who draws human breath will die. We talked about the world being turned back to its first primeval state, right? Mm -hmm. And that everything that's corruptible, will perish that's your flesh your skin your bones it's corruptible it's gonna it's gonna perish when you resurrect you, it's your body is your body has nothing to do with it no your body's corrupted it's just like a seed that goes in the ground and then disintegrates and, and breaks up and then it becomes this tree or flower or whatever mm-hmm. that's what how Paul describes it it goes into the ground corruptible it comes out something different. That's right. So it's, don't think that your your flesh is going to be changed at all. You're going to be changed in a twinkling of an eye. Your spirit, you're going to put on an incorruptible tent, a suit. You won't have a flesh suit anymore. Yeah. That's your goal.
1: Yes.
0: Immortality, eternal life with God. That's the goal. Not, you know, your, your 75 or 80 years that you have down here on the prison planet.
1: That's right.
0: Okay? That's just probation. Um, I know, Paul, you're no fun. What about all the fun to have down here? Well, I don't know what to tell you because <laughs> I'm waiting to have all my fun in eternity. Okay? So if I'm wrong, then like Paul, I'll say I among men uh, are the most miserable.
1: That's right. So,
0: you know, we'll, we'll see on that day um, who's right or who's wrong. I happen to have faith in, in the words of God, and that's what gives me comfort. That's right. So, no one shall be left. And then we we talked about the resurrection. The earth are get, is going to give up those who are asleep. The dust is going to give up. The chambers are going to open up. And then we stopped here at verse 33.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That says, and the most high shall be revealed upon the seat of judgment. And compassion shall pass away and patience shall be withdrawn. That is ooh, yeah, that's heavy. Scary so I am going to read from 33 to somewhere I'm not quite sure where uh, 38 38 <clears throat> so not a whole lot of not a whole lot of verses here but when we go back and break it down it's there's pretty a, pretty substantial it's pretty substantial there's a lot of scripture a lot of biblical references and there's a lot of stuff here it's good stuff all right so shall I begin yes okay Verse 33 And the Most High shall be revealed upon the seat of judgment, and compassion shall pass away, mm. and patience shall be withdrawn. Mm-mm. But only judgment shall remain, truth shall stand, faithfulness mm-hmm. shall grow strong. And recompense shall follow, and the reward shall be manifested. Righteous deeds shall awake, and unrighteous deeds shall not sleep. Hmm. Then the pit of torment shall appear, and opposite it shall be the place of rest. Hmm. And the furnace of hell shall be disclosed, and opposite it the paradise of delight. Mm -hmm. then the Most High will say to the nations that have been raised from the dead, look now and understand whom you have denied, whom you have not served, whose commandments you have despised. Mm. Mm. Look on this side and on that. Here are delight and rest and there are fire and torments. Mm -mm. Thus, he will speak to them on the day of judgment, a day that has no sun or moon or stars or cloud or thunder or lightning or wind or water or air or darkness or evening or morning or summer or spring or heat or winter or frost or cold or hail or rain, or dew, or noon, or night, or dawn, or shining, or brightness, or light, but only the splendor of the Most High, by which all shall see what has been determined for them. For it will last about a week of years. This is my judgment and its prescribed order and to you alone have I shown these things. Hmm. So that stopped at verse 44. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And verse 45 will pick up next week. Because then Ezra starts asking questions again. Which are great. Because he asked those questions that, you know, we would want to ask. Right. And he's told. So it goes from there. So that's what we're going to focus on today. Praise the Lord. Okay? So... Like I said, last week, we, we talked about a Messiah dying when all humanity dies. The uh, resurrection or the live rapture. If you happen to be alive and not dead when all this happens, you're gonna be raptured. You're gonna be changed in a twinkling of an eye. Not all are gonna sleep. See, that's what Paul says. I got, I got a mystery to show you. Not all sleep if you're alive, if you're not alive and you you you've passed away, then you're going to rise up to meet with Christ first, that's and right. then those who remain will. Okay, meet you in the air. We'll meet you in the air. That's that's the order of things. That's how that's how it happens. So when the corruptible um, is perished and those who are asleep, and uh, everything that's the resurrection slash rapture. If you're alive, and then the Most High shall be revealed upon the seat of judgment and compassion shall pass away and patience shall be withdrawn. So this is very heavy because all through the scriptures it talks about the compassion of God, does it not? For God so loved the world mm-hmm. that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. Yep. Right? that's right. He shall have eternal life. Uh, there's compassion there. How about his patience? Uh, over and over again we read scriptures about God's long suffering That's right. towards the sinner. That's why he hasn't you know, destroyed everything yet. He's long suffering. Well, on the day of judgment, the day the most high shall be revealed upon the seat of judgment, all that, camp- all that compassion and all that patience are gone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's, there's, there's no uh, unringing that bell. That's why this is important. That's right. It's important to, to know this now. Before it happens, right? So many people are wise in the world, right? They do estate planning. They buy life insurance, <laughs> right?
1: They get Yeah, they get everything ready for this world.
0: They get everything ready for this world. And they plan for their kid's college. And if I die, I'm going to set up a trust that that'll pay for my grandkids. and right. But they don't pay any attention to the other side. Mm-hmm, the which, afterlife. Which is forever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Ms. Kapow, we're going to go to the seat of judgment. And I want you to read Daniel chapter 7.
1: Daniel 7?
0: Yeah, 9 through 14. And if you don't have something, just let me know and I'll I'll read it.
1: I'll get it. Daniel, I didn't see that one. Yeah, that's... What was the...
0: um, Chapter 7, verse uh 9 through 14. 14 yeah, and 14. do you have Revelation 6? Yes, yes, I have okay. that one.
1: Okay, Daniel seven nine through fourteen. I kept looking until thrones were set up, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His vesture was like white snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was ablaze with flames; its wheels were a burning fire. A a river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands were attending him, and myriads upon myriads were standing before him. The court sat, and the books were opened. Then I kept looking because of the sound of the boastful words which the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain, and its body was destroyed and given to the burning fire. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away but an extension of life was granted to them for an appointed period of time. I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming, and he came up to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom, that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which will not pass away, And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed.
0: Amen. See, and that goes right with the uh, most high Mm -hmm. being revealed upon the seat of judgment. This is what Daniel's talking about. Here's another parallel scripture in Revelation 24 through 6.
1: It reads, Then I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God and those who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their forehead and on their hand and they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who has a part in the first resurrection. Over these the second death has no power but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years.
0: Well, So you have the Most High is revealed upon the seat of judgment, right there. Mm-hmm. And compassion shall pass away, and patience shall be withdrawn. And in verse 34, but only judgment shall remain, truth shall stand, and faithfulness shall grow strong. So, that's the only stuff that's happening. So, you have uh, John 3, 19 through 21.
1: hmm And that says, This is the judgment that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God.
0: So that's the truth. Only truth shall stand. So those who come to the light are going to stand. That's the only thing that's going to stand. And faithfulness shall grow strong. So you have Luke 12, 42
1: through 46. And that reads, And the Lord said, who then is the faithful and sensible steward whom his master will put in charge of his servants to give them their rations at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put in, in charge of all his possessions. But if that slave says in his heart, My master will be a long time in coming, and begins to beat the slaves, both men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers.
0: See, there's no compassion or patience left at that point. Uh, only faithfulness, truth and faithfulness are going to stand strong. So it behooves us to understand what, what the truth is. And uh, Miss Cabal, you can answer this. Jesus is the... The
1: way, the truth, and the life.
0: So there's your truth right there. It's Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Most High. He's the only way to the Father, and he's the only truth, and he's the only life.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's what we all have to abide in in order to stand on that day. Faithfulness in that. All right? Mm-hmm. All right, verse 35. And recompense, that means, you know, a war being the... Uh, Paid back shall follow, and the reward shall be manifested. Righteous deeds shall awake, and unrighteous deeds shall not sleep, which basically is the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, and then we have
1: Second Thessalonians. Beautiful. Second Thessalonians chapter one, verses three through eleven, and it reads We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brethren, as is only fitting because your faith is greatly enlarged and the love of each one of you toward one another grows ever greater. Therefore, we ourselves speak proudly of you among the churches of God for your perseverance and faith in the midst of all your persecutions and afflictions which you endure. This is a plain indication of God's righteous judgment so that you will be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which indeed you are suffering. For after all, it is only just for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to give relief to you who are afflicted and to us as well when the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. These will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he comes to be glorified in his saints on that day and to be marveled at among all who have believed for a testimony to you was believed. Mm. To this end also we pray for you always that our God will count you worthy of your calling and fulfill every desire of goodness and the work of faith with power.
0: There's a lot there. Mm -hmm. That's huge. But you have the uh, rewards right there and you also have compassion and patience. Ended right there, but you also have the the element that um, there's there's some hardship involved in this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That the that the persecutions that Paul was talking about is a judgments from God in order to build these people up so they make it. That's right. <laughs> so all That's the called as discipline. Con- yeah disciplined mm-hmm. you're being you're being um molded you're on the potter's wheel and uh so all those elements are really there in Paul's writings on this
2: mm-hmm.
0: um which which a lot of this is different than what you're hearing today on a lot of the jingle jangle churches and happy clappy you know uh stuff you know that there's nothing in there about you know how many worship services you went to and you know how mm-hmm. you cried during this song, or how good the worship band was. There's nothing in there about that. It's all about um,
1: being faithful
0: being to His word. Yeah, and being tested and tried, and mm-hmm. and and being found worthy on that day.
2: Amen.
0: That that's what it's at. It's not this this. Isn't religion in any stretch of the imagination? This is a real lifestyle. Um, and then verse thirty-six. Then the pit of torment shall appear. So we have the most high being revealed on the seat of judgment. Uh, Only truth and faithfulness are gonna remain. The rewards are gonna be manifested both to the righteous and to the unrighteous and after all this these are just big overview pictures here man They're, you know that they, they, they God's given Ezra through the angel mm-hmm. then the pit of torment shall appear see this is after judgment the pit of torment shall appear and, but opposite of that torment that pit is a place of rest amen uh, where do you want to go torment rest. or rest rest yeah anybody in the right mind would say rest and the furnace of hell shall be disclosed, and opposite it, the paradise of delight. All right. Mm. So uh, you might think, well, that's that's odd. If you ever read Enoch, <coughs> uh, you'll see where Enoch is taken and showing the, these these chambers, and he's shown places of like paradise. Uh, where righteous souls were kept and in places of torment. And there was a gulf between them,
2: mm-hmm. a
0: gap. And there, was, there were different places. Uh, and then we read in Luke where Jesus was talking about uh, you know, the bosom of Abraham in paradise. Also on the cross when the thief uh, confessed him, he says, today you'll be with me in paradise. Now most of us believe that paradise is empty, that Christ went and he let all the captives captive <laughs> mm-hmm. and when you die you is to be present with Christ now you know you don't have your eternal body yet till the resurrection but that your your spirit is with Christ
2: mm-hmm.
0: but there was a real paradise in the in the Jewish theology there was a real place and there was a real hell or sheol uh, a place of torment so it's not annihilation you don't just cease to exist (laughs) you don't just go to sleep soul sleep is that what the seventh day adventists believe Mm -hmm. soul sleep that's not biblical it's a place of torment it's there's a real real eternal consequences for rejecting the commands of god just like when we open this up you know we read it that's what he's going to say to the nations you despised me, you rejected me, and you did not listen to my commandments. Bad news.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So here under paradise, we have Revelation 2.7, Luke 23.43, and Luke 16.26.
1: Yep. And Revelation 2.7 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life which is in the paradise of God.
0: So even Revelation, at the end of the day, we find out there is a tree of life in the midst of the paradise of God. And that tree of life will be given, will have access to it, to those who overcome. And immortality will then be bestowed uh, Luke 23.
1: 43 says, And he said to him, Truly I say to you, Today you shall be with me in paradise.
0: And that was when Jesus was on the cross
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the thief confessed him. And he says, Today you're going to be with me in paradise. So there it was a real paradise, just like Enoch described these different chambers. And in Luke 16.
1: Luke 16, 26 reads, And besides all this between us and you, there is a great chasm fixed so that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able and that none may cross over from there to us.
0: So this is a story of the rich man and Lazarus who died and Lazarus was a beggar and he went to the bosom of Abraham in paradise and the rich man went to eternal torment. And he's the one who was saying, if you could just dip your finger in water and tip it on my tongue and blah, blah, blah. He said, so, you know, can't. There's a big gulf, even if we, we can't, you know.
2: Mm-mm.
0: It's a real place. It's not a parable. It was a, It was something that Christ was talking about. It, it, he didn't, it's not written as a parable. Real thing. Um, and I only emphasize that because of, of 4 Ezra. At that time of 4 Ezra's writing, paradise was still in existence. It was still in existence, uh, up until Jesus emptied it at his uh death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. All right. He emptied it. Okay. So now we're at verse thirty seven. Yep. And here's then when, when when the pit of hell, the torments revealed, the paradise is the opposite, all this stuff is revealed. Seat of judgment. Your rewards have been revealed, the whole bit. Then the Most High will say to the nations, right? that's that's all of us, mm-hmm. that have been raised from the dead. That almost makes me, and I'm just going to go off on a little thing, it almost makes me think that there may be nations that haven't been raised from the dead, but I don't know. Mm. But <coughs> then the Most High uh, will say to the nations that have been raised from the dead, look, now and understand whom you have denied Ooh, mm-hmm. ouch ouch whom you have not served and whose commandments you have despised oh dear god basically he's like look at me now that mm-hmm. like, now, now i want you to understand so this whole bit about you know you die and then you know now you receive all this knowledge that you didn't get down here and all this stuff um you learn it down here. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no denying that these people uh, won't know what he's talking about. You know, he says, look now and understand. It's me. I'm the one you denied, mm-hmm. that you refused to serve and you despised anything I said. And they're going to know exactly uh, who, who he is. That's a, That's a horrible day. Is it not?
1: It is.
0: Uh, so the scriptures for that, Miss Capal, is Matthew
1: 25, verses 41 through 46, <coughs> and that so. reads, Then he will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. Mm-hmm. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me then they themselves also will answer lord when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you and then he will answer them truly i say to you to the extent that you did not do it to one of the least of these you did not do it to me these will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life
0: It's a, it's a it's a picture here of what Ezra was talking about because mm-hmm. uh, even even here uh, be, prior to what episcopal just read there's a, there's a point where he's separating the sheep and the goats mm-hmm. and the goats being the nations yeah yep. so it's right on uh the Matthew 22 two.
1: 37 through 40 reads and he said to him you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all all your mind this is the great and foremost commandment the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets
0: and see that kind of makes the judgment scriptures make a lot of sense that's the only thing we should be concerned about obeying the Lord and loving with all our hearts and everything and if we do that we're going to treat our fellow brethren the same. you hang everything else on that Mm-hmm. Everything's hung from that. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's take a short break at 38 minutes into it. Okay. And then we'll be Mucho back. Thank you. How many of you remember the story contained in the book of Acts, chapter 19, where there were seven sons of And they were trying to cast out a demon because they saw the apostle Paul doing great miracles through God. So they tried to do the same thing. So they go up to this guy who's demon possessed and they say, We adjure you by this Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. (laughs) Yeah. And guess what the evil spirit did? The evil spirit answered them and said to them, Hey, I recognize Jesus and I know about Paul, but who are you? And Guess what? The man that had the demons jumped on him, beat the heck out of them, subdued them, overpowered them, and they literally fled out of the house naked and wounded. Wow. Guess why? Guess why? Because they did not go to amazon.com and buy demons in my marriage bed. A true story of spiritual warfare. The book is not about you being married or single. The book is about dealing with demonic forces and you need to know how to do that today more than you ever have for your own life and for those around you. The book is a training manual and there's training in there that will teach you how not to be the sons of Sceva and get beat up by demons. It will give you the tools for you to be recognized by them because they'll know that you're exercising the authority that is given to you through Christ. You need to get this book. 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 (laughs) No, you really do. Seriously. It's uh, really vitally important today if you want to deal with this spiritual craziness that is all around you and more than likely attacking you on an hourly basis.
1: Mm. Amen to that.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's not easy. And I can't imagine not having the tools in your toolbox to even deal with it. Um, Because having those tools in your toolbox to deal with it is hard enough. So I can't imagine being an unbeliever or not believing in this or not... (laughs) I know. Knowing how how to... Handle something when it gets really, really weird.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm serious. I really serious. So I'm not just trying to sell you a book. I'm trying to sell you a way out. Mm-hmm. Really, and um, I, that's the wrong way to say it. I'm not trying to sell you a way. I don't. It's not my way out. It's God's way out. It's just that it's what we went through and still go through. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the the lessons we learned. It's not easy. Mm-mm. And um, man, when we were going through it, we we're begging. Man, we wish we had somebody to guide us. Yep. You know, we didn't learn. We didn't learn a lot of stuff that other people went through till afterwards. You know, but uh, even even now when we go through it, you can't really depend on others. You you got to uh, be able to work this stuff out and um, allow God to do whatever He's going to do with you.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Amen.
0: Okay, so. Uh, Anyway, so here we are in verse 38. And God says, uh, look on this side and on that. Here are delight and rest and there are fire and Mm torments. There's two sides, see? And it says, thus he will speak to them on the day of judgment. So we're going to park here for a second. And so here we are just to reiterate God is set up on his throne. He's revealed. Uh, Then, you know, that's the judgment. Patience ends, all this stuff. Only truth and faithfulness are gonna stand. Awards are manifested. Righteous deeds are rewarded. Unrighteous deeds are, you know, manifested. And then these pits open. There's a place of rest and a place of torment. Mm-hmm. And he, the nations are gathered, and he says, look, now do you understand who you messed with, who you, who you, who you, who you wouldn't listen to? And it's going to be a bad deal because he says, on this side is torments, on this side is paradise. You know where they're going, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so that's how he's going to speak to those who deny him on the day of judgment.
2: That's right.
0: No good. Mm-mm. so uh let's look at the day of judgment and we're going to park here for a while because we've got some scriptures going on here yep let's look at isaiah thirteen nine through 11
1: and it reads behold the day of the lord cometh cruel both with wrath and fierce anger to lay the land <coughs> desolate and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it for the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light the sun shall be darkened in his going forth and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. And I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity, and I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease, and I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible.
0: Now stop right there for a second, because what I want to point out there is in that scripture Ms. Capel just read about the, the, the day of the Lord, you notice that the sun doesn't give it light. The moon doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. We've all heard that language. It's judgment language about the day of the Lord. So I want to remind you that from verse 39 um, onward, in Ezra, it says, Mm -hmm. about a day of judgment. It says, a day that has no sun or moon or stars. Mm -hmm. Cloud, thunder, lightning, wind, water, air, darkness, evening, morning, summer, spring, winter, frost, cold, hail, rain, dew, noon or night, dawn or shining, brightness or light. Doesn't have any of that stuff you're used to experiencing on this planet or this flat earth. The only thing is the splendor of the glory of the Most High.
1: Hallelujah. Mm. Right?
0: By which all shall see what has been determined for them. So keep that language in mind as we read these judgment uh, scriptures about judgment that there's, there's no... You know, sun, moon, star, all that all that kind of a language, all right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, do you have Joel too?
1: Yes, I do. All right. Joel 2, verses 10 through 11, and that reads, The earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, and the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for he is strong, that executeth his word for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? Oof.
0: wow, and then we got Joel three
1: three fourteen through sixteen says multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision, the sun and the moon grow dark, and the stars lose their brightness. The Lord roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth tremble. But the Lord is a refuge for his people and a stronghold to the sons of Israel.
0: Mm. Once again, you have uh, moon, darkened moon, sun, moon, darkened, and no shining stars
2: Mm-mm.
0: on the day of the Lord. Uh, what did Christ himself, what did our Messiah himself say about the day of the Lord? Matthew well, 24
1: and verses 29 through 31 says, but immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from the sky and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then the sign of the son of man will appear in the sky. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the sky to the other.
0: Okay, so you can see the Ezra writing in the words of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so let me say that Christ is saying immediately, immediately after the tribulation of those days, what days is he talking about? What are those days? Well, these are, those days are, these days are the ones that we're living in right now, and is, we're living in that great tribulation. You're born into great tribulation. You're born into this great proving ground, this great prison planet probation proving ground to find that little narrow gate, that little narrow path, and get on it and pick up your cross and follow him. Mm-hmm. After this ends, after this proving ground ends, the day of the Lord comes, immediately after that, that period that we live in now, then the sun's going to be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven. Because the powers of heaven are going to be shaken. Mm-hmm. You understand that? Are we going to see that? I don't know. Probably so. We're probably gonna see that because Jesus then has the appearing of the Son of Man in heaven and then he has all these nations we've been talking about mourning. Mm -hmm. Now they're like, holy moly, holy cow. What's, oh wow, we messed up. Because they're gonna see the Son of Man coming Mm -hmm. in heaven with a lot of power and a lot of glory. Mm -hmm. Then Christ says, then, then, He's going to send his angels. He's going to gather all the elect up from the four winds of heaven to the other. Now, if we're in heaven, you know, you're probably already deceased. Mm-hmm. If you're on earth, you're going to be gathered up because you're still alive. So, those who are still alive immediately after this great tribulation ends, in those days when that happens, they will see a dark sun. And dark moonlight. that's why if it's a cosmological thing like big a big old mountain asteroid you know mm-hmm. hits the earth yeah it's going it's going to cause everything to go dark <laughs> it's going to cause exactly this and they're gonna, then they're going to see the Son of Man, and then the angels are going to gather everybody up that's his elect
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and you can see that this this coincides with Ezra. To the T. Yep. To the T. So, so, well, Jesus, where did Jesus get this? Well, because he, he inspired Ezra or his his messenger, his angel inspired Ezra to write these things. They knew this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's only us in the modern days that that don't know these, these things. So we're, we're running around with Bible prophecy making things up, filling in the gaps when the gaps have already been filled for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to struggle with this scripture all the time with that word immediately because, because I was taught of a, of a seven-year great tribulation with the Antichrist comes, and everybody takes the mark of the beast and then Israel, blah, 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 right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it didn't make sense. And then also when I looked at preterism and they believed that all these things were fulfilled in AD 70, it didn't make sense because immediately after the, the great tribulation in AD 70, well, the sun didn't go dark and, and of course they have to then allegorize it to make it work. So anytime you have to make the word of God work, you have a problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's plain and simple here when you understand the Jewish thinking behind it for centuries
2: right.
0: prior. And it's not just any Jew, it's people who were listening to the words of God, like Ezra was getting this from the messenger of God. I hope that makes sense. Yes. Okay. So immediately after the tribulation in those days, those that's what we're living in. That's what everybody's been living in mm-hmm. since the death of Christ. We are in a great tribulation. And when that's over, then the sun's gonna go dark. That's probably what's gonna make it over. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. That's
0: probably what's clocks ended, times up. You're gonna be gathered together. How about Luke twenty one?
1: verses twenty five through twenty eight reads "There will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, and on the earth dismay among nations in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting from fear and the expectation of the things which are coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken, then they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption." Is drawing near
0: and there you have it it's worded a little differently and luke christ is saying there's going to be signs in the sun signs in the moon stars the earth the distress of nations unbelievable they're going to be perplexed man sea and waves mm. roaring there's going to be floods miss capel just mm. going to be weird weather patterns mm. i don't know men's hard they're going to fail because they're scared because of what's looking. I just read an article the other day that most people are just terrified of the doomsday right. I mean, they just see the world just you know ending. and they're right it is collapsing on them there isn't any future anymore so they are right and they're fearful because well they don't have the hope they need hope they need eternal life They need to know how to get it. And the powers of heaven are shaken. I mean, so to me, once again, cosmological, you know, asteroid, Nubaroo, Planet X, whatever, comes crashing down. Then they're going to see the Son of Man, right? But are are people, are are born-again Christians still going to be here? Yeah, because he says When these things begin to come to pass, when you see the sun going dark and and the sky falling, look up because it's over. That's right. Right? Amen. Now, if you're already dead, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be resurrected and meet him in the air first. But if you're not dead, you need to look up because you're going to be redeemed like Asa. Right? Mm -hmm. Jesus told us that himself.
1: That's right. Acts two sixteen through twenty one. It reads, but this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel, and it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my spirit in all, on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even all my bond slaves, both men and women. I will be I will in those days, pour forth of my spirit, and they shall prophesy prophesy, and I will grant wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke, the sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come, and it shall be that everyone who has called who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved.
0: And here you have Peter reiterating those scriptures of Joel. And why is he doing that why is he he's saying that because it's the day of Pentecost they're being accused of being drunk at nine o'clock in the morning because they're speaking in languages that other people understand it's a it's a miracle that's occurring mm-hmm. and and they they're being accused of being drunk and or mocked and you know and he's like no no what you're seeing here is this that was spoken by Joel those scriptures we just read a while back. That in the last days. So why would Peter say, you know, 1,900 years ago that he was in the last days? When, when we're reading it 1,900 years later, well, the reason why is because he was in the last days and we are in the last days because he knew that Messiah had to be revealed, Messiah died, and then the third thing was all humanity dead. So that's the last days. It's the last days. There's nothing else to happen. That's what's gonna happen. That's why it's the immediacy. You're always looking. You're always praying for and being ready, taking heed for the day of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because you're in the last days. So Peter is saying, he's reiterating what Joel prophesied. And he's talking about what you're seeing here is an outpouring of the spirit of flesh. Did it end on the day of Pentecost? No, it should not have. No, it shouldn't cease because we're still in the last days. That's right. All of us still should be prophesying and preaching, having visions and dreaming dreams.
1: And the gifts of the Spirit should be operating. And the gifts of operating. the Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. Because we're still in the last days, closer now than Peter was. And when this happens, then it says, and I will show wonders in heaven above. So so the people alive are gonna see this, fire and blood, smoke. They're gonna see the sun turn into darkness and the blood in the moon. When? Before, before that great and notable day of the Lord come. You're gonna see it before he comes. Mm -hmm. Then it'll come to pass that whosoever Shall call on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Amen. And I believe that that means whoever has called on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Or at that time, they see it and they go, Wow, what grandma told me was true. Mm -hmm. They can still repent. After that, there's no more. All right? All right. Acts 2. Okay, so now we got Revelation 1, 12 through 17.
1: Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the middle of the lampstands I saw one, like a son of man, clothed in a robe, reaching to the feet, and girded across his chest with a golden sash. His hair, his head and his hair were white like white wool, like snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished browns, and when it had been made to glow in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid, I am the first and the last.
0: I just you know I wanted to to show how Christ is going to appear, how he looks, and the fear that that men would have, like mm-hmm. John did. He fell dead when he saw him. Um, and this is Christ because Christ he identifies himself. I am the first and the last. Okay,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so I I wanted I wanted this in here so when when you think about Christ appearing in the clouds on the day of the Lord. And all the nations seeing the Son of Man, I want you to think of that picture here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, he, what he looks like in the fear. <laughs> you know, of course, for us, we're like, wow, that's our redemption.
1: Amen. Oh, uh, they're, I got, I got dog they're getting activity. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting excited.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Lala. Okay, Revelation 6 12 through
1: 17. And it says, I looked when he broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair, and the whole moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth, as a fig tree casts its unripe f- figs, when shaken by a great wind. The sky was split apart like a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Then the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the commanders, and the rich, and the strong, and every slave, and Free man hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks, to the mountains and they said to the mountains and to the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sits on their throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of their wrath has come, who is able to stand?
0: Wow, now last week on Freedom Friday there was a story we didn't read and it was all about these tech billionaires and what they're doing to prepare for doomsday or the day of the Lord. And they're building underground bunkers, and they're building safe houses. They're trying to get to outer space. They're drinking blood. They're doing all kinds of stuff to live forever. And uh, it's quite an amazing article. It is on our Facebook page, Fifth Hook Media Facebook.
1: Yeah, they and want to do everything to circumvent death. Everything they can.
0: Um, if you don't have Facebook, I mean, just Google it or you know look it up. Uh, I, f- I forget what news agency did it, but it was a great article on what they're doing. And, and this here in Revelation, it, it, this is what you have. You have the kings of the earth. You have Elon Musk. You have, um, what's that, uh, Facebook uh, Zuckerface. face. Mm. Uh, you have all the billionaires, all the tech, all these tech guys. You have uh, Jeff Bezos. Uh, you have all these guys, all these rich men. You even, even have their slaves, uh, anybody. And they they go and they hide themselves in the mountains, and they're saying, hide us. Fall on us and hide us uh, because we're scared. We be a scared mm-hmm. uh, about the, the about that the wrath of the Lamb out there because it's the great day of His wrath and who's going to be able to handle this? The, it, it looks like the sky has fallen, folks. It look, because it says the heavens departed as a scroll as it's rolled together. I mean, every mountain and island are moved out of places. Come on, this is some heavy, heavy, flat Earth shattering events. <clears throat> I mean, it's over. So. What we get from here is that there's a great earthquake and now we get that the sun becomes black as sackcloth, right? The moon's as blood, the stars fall, just the same language we've been reading about, right? But now we know in Revelation 6 when it happens. We now know when this happens. It happens when he opens the sixth seal. Uh, Revelation 7,
1: 9 through 15 after these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could count, and from, and from every nation, all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. And they cry out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels are standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever amen Then one of the elders answered saying to me These are clothed these who are clothed in the white robes who are they and where have they come from I said to him My Lord you know and he said to me These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb and for this reason they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them. Mm-hmm.
0: After this, I beheld in a low, great multitude. So, everybody, all the, the, the saints are resurrected, both dead and alive, and they're all before the Lord now, worshiping him. They have white robes, mm-hmm. palm branches, okay? So, all this happens after the sixth seal. With the great earthquake, the sun goes black and all this stuff, right? And the kings of the earth are begging the rock to fall on them, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. Because it says, for the great, great is his wrath to come. Mm-hmm. Who's able to stand. We're not appointed to wrath. Now we're up there before the thrones of God, okay? You, 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 that's that's what's happening. Uh, the other thing I want to point out that in the King James, it says, these are they which come out of great tribulation there is no the
1: right this one was nasb
0: okay nasb has the great tribulation and king james has no the it has just great tribulation just great tribulation um and you can put the in it if you if you if you know that life is the great tribulation
1: that's right
0: but don't think it's a seven-year period with an antichrist and the beast and you know, Third temple and the Jews are getting beat up and you know don't that's that stuff is not real Bible prophecy. Mm-mm. In fact, if you've listened closely to everything we've we've talked about here in this whole Ezra s- series, none of that nonsense comes into play. Why not? Because it's not written anywhere.
1: Mm-mm.
0: It's made up. It's not actually in the scriptures. Yeah, we're not avoiding scriptures that have those. they just trying to prove our point. That's, we're not doing that at all. There is uh-uh. no scriptures
2: That's
0: right. on there. Go Do your own research. Try to find an antichrist in the Bible. You're only going to find it in John.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And even in his day, 1900 years ago, they were already out from among them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, it's a beast. It's a beast system. Anyway, this ain't a revelation study, but there are modern-day Bible prophecy um heresies
2: mm-hmm.
0: or false doctrines that have been ingrained in us um, from probably the Darby Bible on probably from the late 60s 70s on certainly mm-hmm. the 80s Schofield in, it, what was that? Schofield Schofield yeah and they're simply wrong mm-hmm. they're wrong okay it's, it's a lie um, okay now you, we have
1: oh I'm sorry go ahead
0: when you see the truth of it it all opens up and it makes sense yeah the Bible prophecy is only confusing because they've confused it. This is this is what's going to happen. This is where you're at. You're in the last days. You don't worry about the Antichrist. You don't worry about the third temple. You don't worry about Israel. You don't worry about any of that stuff. When the day the Lord comes, you'll know it and you'll look your you'll look up and go, your redemption draws by Amen. and you'll be gathered together <clears throat> if you're still alive. If you're dead, great. That's even better. Mm-hmm.
1: As long as you're in Christ, you're fine.
0: Absolutely. You don't don't fear death. You don't need to. Don't need to. So uh, then let's go to Revelation. We'll continue on. Revelation uh, 7, 16 through
1: 17. And it reads, They will hunger no longer, nor thirst anymore, nor will the sun beat down on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb... In the center of the throne will be their shepherd and will guide them in the springs of the water of life and God will wipe every tear from their eyes.
0: So these are the resurrected saints before the wrath of the Lamb. The men on earth are hiding in caves, begging the rocks to fall on them. The sun went dark on the earth, moon, stars fell from heaven. Every island and mountain was moved but we have a great multitude up in heaven now with white robes and palm branches praising the Lord because they made it. And then this scripture says they're not gonna hunger or thirst. They don't need sun. They don't need moon. They don't need heat. They don't need nothing because they have the lamb. Exactly. And God wipes away all their tears, okay? And at the end of the story, Revelation twenty-one twenty-three,
1: it reads, and the city has no need of the sun, or of the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God has illumined it, and its lamp is the Lamb.
0: So you don't need any of the luminaries that God had created for timekeeping and all that stuff for man in yeah. the beginning, because because
1: there's no time, there's because no it's time. all eternity, and the Lord God is our light.
0: Yeah, and um, and we live up there now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we made it. We got on the bus and we arrived because we followed his commandments and took heed, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yep.
0: So Ezra says that very, you know, very similar that it's a day of no sun, no stars, no cloud, no thunder, the whole bit, right? No moon or dawn shining or brightness or light, but only the splendor of the glory of the Most High by which we shall all see, all see, what has been determined for them. And then he says something very, very odd. And he says, for it will last about a week of years. About a week of years. So like I said before, when I opened this up, sometimes there's things in here like this that you go, huh? Now, I know that a week of years Normally, normally, in Jewish thought, in ancient Jewish literature, equals seven years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the Book of Jubilees is all about timekeeping. The Book of Jubilees talks a lot about weeks of years, you know, seven-year periods. So a week of years in that kind of thought would be about seven years. Now, the only thing that I can kind of get out of this as what, it, what he says, um, this will last about a week of years, is that the remaining time frame in which the rest of the book of Revelation is carried out, and I'm, ta- I'm not talking chronological uh, because I, I, I still am not real, <laughs> I don't think the book of Revelation is necessarily written in a chronological order like that. Um, in, in other words, what I'm about to say here is that maybe this, perhaps, this is Paul talking, perhaps that it will last for about a week of years, seven years, is the remaining time frame in which the rest of the book of Revelation is carried out. Uh, The earth and heavens are shaken at the opening of the sixth seal by the Lamb in chapter six. Then in chapter seven, we have the great multitude appears in heaven with white robes being redeemed from great tribulation on earth, right? We have uh, the resurrection, the rapture, the gathering of the saints of the Lamb. So perhaps the rest of the events from chapter eight onward could be the seven-year period. And I'm talking about the trumpets and the vials, not necessarily things that say, like say Revelation 12, it talks about the woman clothed and the child and, you know, I think we'd all agree. I mean, that's that's Christ, right? Mm. What other woman's going to give birth to a man-child who's going to rule the nations with a rod of iron but Christ?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm not saying that Revelation 12 is now in chronological order and that has to happen after this because Christ already came or it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is the events of judgment or wrath would then proceed in this week of years. Okay. This is Paul speaking or speculating. I I would never be dogmatic on something like this because I certainly don't know for a fact. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Okay? Um, So I don't know if there's still a space to repent for people on earth. I think it would be highly unlikely, but I I don't know. Um, So although Revelation does not appear, in my opinion, chronological and all its chapters and content... What I'm saying is the events leading up to the new heavens and earth are what I'm talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So this is this weird little sentence in here and you should give me a hand for at least attempting to explain it and tackle it rather than just ignore it and read over it. Yep. <laughs> you did <a laughs> and go, well, last about a week of years. <laughs> no, and then we're going to go on over here because I don't know what I'm talking about. I, you know... I don't quite know what that means for it will last for about a week of years. What I'm telling you is I could not find a direct correlation in our biblical text on that week of years, okay? And I don't want anybody to go, that's Daniel's seventh week. It's not. We've we've already shown a long time ago that that was Jesus Christ's work, not the work of Antichrist in that seven-year period. When the mm-hmm. covenant was broken. He broke the old covenant, and he made a new covenant in his blood.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We've shown that, so it's not it's not that, um, and it could be that anyway because the people are already redeemed. Um, so I I think, in my opinion, it is the continuation of events that are leading up to the ultimate new Jerusalem, and new new earth. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Um. So in verse 44, and we'll end here, it says, this is my judgment and it's prescribed order. And to you alone have I shown these things. Um, and I think uh, I think that's it.
1: And then so next week we'll start at verse 45.
0: Yes, we'll start at verse 45 next week um, because this ends with, the angel, God's messenger, telling Ezra, this is the prescribed order. This is how it's going down. I'm not confusing you. This one, two, three, four, and I've only told you these things. So he writes it down, and obviously, we have it. Other uh, uh, Jews, ancient Jews, had it, and because of this, they anticipated and aligned with uh, their Messiah appearing You know, in that uh, intertestamental period. All right. And then we'll go on from there. And uh, Ezra starts asking questions next week. And we'll follow him on these things and continue to dig in.
1: All right? Amen.
0: So I think that's been a blessing. And I think it clarifies a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least to me, it clarifies a lot of things. So that's it, Mr. Great job.
1: All right. Ciao, babies.
0: I yell and I scream Nearly spoke things obscene All just to get your attention
2: I use love, I
0: use fear All just to get you